0: Hey Podcast Community, it's Eric, and I've got something exciting for all you online entrepreneurs out there. If you're looking to take your e-commerce store to the next level, you need to check out Aurora Repricer. With Aura, you can effortlessly reprice your Amazon inventory automatically. Ready to elevate your Amazon business? Head over to stigmasandopenwounds.com Aura. That's A-U-R-A to get started.
1: Everybody, welcome to a new Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. All right. As promised, we are finally doing the Neurodivergence part two.
0: I feel like this episode has been in the in the works for like a year. Is that inaccurate? Or <laughs>
1: yeah, not a year. It's been a while. Yeah. I think I felt like I had pressure for this one. I don't know. But uh, I mean look I had to read two books for this one and it's not just any books they were uh mental health books and those were those were heavy books anybody who reads those books should know be prepared you know I, are... I can
0: second that I read the same two books and yeah not that they're not good books but no man, they the were people good that... they had
1: they had some good stuff in them and we're gonna talk about those today but uh but yeah they're they're heavy. They're, they're heavy. And, and if you're going to read something like that, just be prepared. And I think too, I had, I had a lot of pressure on me. Well, I put pressure on me to get this, this episode to really prepare this episode because it, I think it meant a lot to me or I wanted to just, just get the information right, which is silly of me because. I'm never going to feel like I got the information right. And I can
0: confirm that because normally in an episode, I think you have like a page of notes and it looks like you have like three pages of notes with for this one. So, yeah. So,
1: but I mean, it was two books worth. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to to put in here, I think. Hmm. So, I guess we should just get started.
0: Maybe I, that's I'm waiting for you. I'm, I'm waiting on your lead because it's been a long time since I read those books, and I yeah. don't know how much I remember of them. So I'm sure that as you talk, things yeah. will come to me. It's true, but but
1: so for anybody who remembers or doesn't remember or didn't even listen to the first one, neurodivergence is a term that basically takes the place of saying not normal. It's a nicer way of saying that. Because for anybody who has mental health issues, we've been called not normal before, or implied that we're not normal.
0: And, and I, I just want to add to that. I don't. It. I don't think it's intended to be a, a nicer way to say not normal. What it. It's supposed to be trying to push the idea that a person that is quote unquote medically not normal from what. What our definitions are today. So if you go to a doctor and they say you are mentally not normal, mm-hmm. that's not really not normal, right. because it just happens to be that that person's brain is wired different than mm-hmm. than what the average normal brain is wired. Right. Which all of our brains are different are wired differently, and nobody's brain right. fits into that perfect prototype. There's always going to be things that are not normal about your brain. It just right. happens to be that people that are quoted as not normal have certain traits that are very obvious to people that strike right. them as not normal. Right.
1: I think the thing is, is that you can never really find a perfect brain. How do we find, how do we statistically find a normal? In, in what way, what day are we are we looking at this? Today, are we looking at, we're, we're looking at color? Are we looking at we want somebody who can find the perfect numbers? We're looking at the the smartest people today. You know, the way that I I thought is when somebody comes to me, I, I think they're they're looking at this and then all of a sudden I'm just not what they expected. So so basically what it is is that look, nobody is that perfect statistic that everybody that that we all think of in our head. In in the second book that I read, it was by by uh, Thomas Armstrong. He was a PhD. He he basically explains that he goes over some some mood disorders, and all of the mood disorders that he goes over, he goes over them in in each of his chapters. He goes over ADHD, mood disorders such as depressive disorders and uh, bipolar. Autism, Anxiety, Dyslexia, Williams Syndrome, and Schizophrenia. These are each chapters of his, and they're really nice. He goes over them chapter by chapter, discusses why they're good, why they're bad, and that's what I love about him. He goes over what the positive about each of these are, and I love
0: that. So that's why you should pick up his book, and I'll talk about his book in in a moment. And kind of along those lines is when he's going over them, and I think it was this book that he talks about this, like he actually brings up a company, like a computer programming company, Mm -hmm. and like they will only hire autistic people because just the way an autistic person's brain works is they can easily focus on something. And right. which just makes them excel at computer programming. Right. And I just found that interesting because we all ignore the fact that we, all we look at and we say that person is abnormal because they have some character trait that makes them seem different from what we're used to seeing. But we all ignore the fact that they excel in right. so many things. And it's a shame from our society that why are we not utilizing these people right. for what they're really, really good at? And not just for our own selfishness, oh, totally. but Completely. because because a lot of these people probably don't feel like they contribute to society the way they should. Completely. But that's because we're not willing to use their strengths.
1: Completely. And I want to touch on what he explains in this book is part of the reason why why these people are, are noted as having are considered to have have an issue is because they actually violate one or more important social value that that we're all supposed to have so for instance now if you're depressed okay you're not happy we should all be happy on mm-hmm. a regular basis or if you're if you're anxious well we should all be able to have a sort of general you know Low key day, I guess. Um, that one's kind of hard for me (laughs) to, to, to explain, but we should all be able to, to have kind of a same, same level of, of a day, no matter, no matter what it is or ADHD, you know, you're, you're a little bit more hyper than everybody else. And, and that's really hard, but that's really, it's a really hard thing because, because the people who are ADHD can actually have some major, major bonuses. Which we'll we'll talk about shortly too, and that's that's a really really hard thing because it's like it's like well you're saying that they have a loss in value, but what you're not seeing is the greater value that they bring along with them.
0: Right, and and I mean I've never read this, and I've never I I am not a scientist, so I can't back the, back this up. But I personally believe like like a lot of these people. Now don't don't get me wrong that there are people that. Their brain works in such a way that that can cause them to do ter- terrible things. I don't deny that.
1: Oh, obviously. There's a certain
0: a percentage. But the vast majority of these people that are suffering from these conditions, they're very serviceable people. Mm-hmm. And But I feel like what we try to do is we try to look at them and say, you're different from the norm. So let's try to make you the norm. Whereas what we should right. be doing is what kind of society can we build that will look like that will work for you the way you're wired. Just right. because you're wired differently, why do we have to f- try to force you to be us? Especially right. since you're, you're not going to be that. Right. And because, I, unfortunately, that's just not how you're wired. So, and I, it's just a shame that we as a society can't figure out a way to integrate and include these people to their fullest potential, into society.
1: Right. That's a, that's absolutely true. Now, now I would like to talk about about how each of these these books were were written and, uh, and approached. So I don't know if you remember Eric. I, I'm pretty sure you will when I start to to talk about this. Each of these books were written in vastly different ways. So the first book that that we both read was Divergent Mind, and it was by Janera Narenberg. Mm-hmm. If I I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, so she wrote a book, and it talked about it. Definitely talked about being neurodivergent, but it talked about a lot about about her her struggles and everything, and it talked about neurodivergent. It did not break down the the, the different the different. Things that like that that go under the umbrella, the, the ADHD, the mood disorders, etc. It did it did a little bit. It kind of you know it didn't go chapter by chapter, but it did talk about a few of the different things and and all that in each chapter. But what it mainly talked about, she had a huge beef about the fact that women did not get diagnosed until later, and that was missed by doctors. And that was an issue that you and I had in this book.
0: Well, I mean, I, I didn't have an issue with i I didn't necessarily have an issue that she felt like women were diagnosed. No, later. we had and an she, issue she just, with
1: this book the, the and how book she was wrote written it. In,
0: in such a way that she was very derogatory towards men. Right, and and that did nothing for me. That only turned me more off. There was good content in the book, right. but but at certain points, you sat there and said, okay. We get it. We get it, lady. You hate guys. Right. Okay. You hate men. And I will say,
1: and I will say that it did make me think because I was, I will say, like, I was kind of like, okay, I guess I didn't realize that so many women were missed. And, but in the same sense, I'm like, it's not the men's fault.
0: No. But, but I think it's also very important to point out with this book is, okay, so we kind of got turned on to the neurodivergent term. Mhm. And then I think I found this book.
1: This was your first book that that and we found for for us. So it was a nice way to kind of get our feet wet. And, and it was an it was a nice book. It was a very nice book and it did have some very very nice things in it. And and I did like actually it was very nice to find out that that some of the things that that she did talk about.
0: Yeah. And this book was I I kind of researched this book and I got the impression that this lady has a following from something. I don't Mm -hmm. know exactly what she did, but she has a following and her following is a very pro-women movement Mm -hmm. type following. So the way she wrote, she was writing to her audience and this is what her audience wanted to hear. So you have to understand that even though that was a turnoff to us, the vast majority of people that pick up this book, they were part of her audience, they were part of that world and they... they accepted that right. about her, right? So I don't really think that's something to hold. It just made reading no. the book, at least for me, very hard. Especially since I'm a man, and I I don't. Well, hate it was men. hard
1: for me too because even though I'm a woman, that's not the kind of you know I might be somewhat of a feminist, but that's not the way that I that I choose to be a feminist either. I you know I like to to bring women up and not without putting men down, but. It was interesting because I actually did not realize that so many women were missed with being diagnosed. So it kind of made you think, but I don't blame men at all for that. You just sort of think, was I maybe one of them? How did this happen? And uh, and then you, you start to think, why? But then you think, okay, perhaps it's because of the way that boys were allowed to, to just maybe not even allowed, were just rambunctious in their playing. And then girls were always supposed to be polite and and act a certain way. And that's why, you know, you can just just look at at just different actions in each of them or, or however. And that's why boys were ADHD diagnosed. And just there's all sorts of different ways that that these things were missed, and she just wanted to blame somebody, and that that happens in life.
0: Well, and and I guess you just have to be a realist about this. Is that but things
1: happen? And and,
0: and I'm going to sound like a man hater when I say this, but let I mean the truth of the matter is, is that for so for whatever reason, why why this is, I do not know, but our society is just built on the concept that a man is put first. Yeah, and so. I mean, well, that's I'm, just I'm the sorry. way it was for how many yeah, years. Yeah, and women s-
1: didn't come into into place of of a hierarchy for for how long? It's just the way it was, right? We're, I'm being realistic. Women
0: are still fighting for the same rights that men right. have to this day. So, I mean, it's a shame that they weren't diagnosed the same as men were but it's also not surprising no. because because women have had to fight for every right that they have in the world. Right. Because for whatever reason, you right. know, why our society decided that women were inferior to men h- hundreds of years ago and it's instilled upon our society from I don't know why that is, but that's mm-hmm. just the reality of what it is. Right. You know. So, so these are
1: so these are just things that that you have to consider and think, you know what, maybe I was thinking maybe i i i was missed or but she does include somebody that she knows did put a uh, a um a list a really really great list in there for asperger's or autism and you can you can literally go through and check and say Oh, these are all the things that I may or may not have.
0: So these are like a- list of symptoms? List of the-
1: things that you do, list of symptoms, however you want to put it, and say, Yes, I do all these or I do not do any of these. And let me tell you, I checked a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so then it it did actually put me because I we were watching a show during the time that had somebody who was who was autistic. So uh, then I, I I did take an online test and hey, guess what? I'm borderline autistic. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, there were things that reading this book and the other book that just triggered. And so, it was very, very interesting. So, yeah, she did have some content in there that I will say it did help. Mm-hmm. So, it was not a bad book by any, any means.
0: And f- honestly, for from the perspective of the fact that this was a, a term that had just been introduced to us, and right. And she did so help. I will, when I went out and found this book, I was looking for a book that covered this topic so we could learn more about it. And from that perspective, this book did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it had its shortcomings, right? But again, we just, but again I just but it, said,
1: boy, she hates men. when yeah, I put it down every time. But you can't
0: you can't hold that against her because, no. like I said, she it, it seemed like from what I the research I did, it seemed like she was writing for an audience. Yeah, and that was the audience. Expectation, they. It was an understanding that you wouldn't be in this audience if you weren't okay with that. We just happened to stumble upon this book not being part of that audience, right? So
1: now, the other book that we read, uh, the Thomas Armstrong one, I keep calling it Neurodivergence, but I actually think it has a longer name. But it's just the the title of it has it the the largest title says Neurodivergence, and then it's got some some smaller words. So it might actually have a larger title. But the the one by, by Thomas Armstrong, that one, it, for both of us, it started out really strong. And then it got a little bit, it got more technical. But what I did is as I read it, I just sort of ended up kind of glazing over stuff that I thought I didn't want to read. And I think sometimes, I'm not going to lie sometimes when you read books like this that's what you have to do if it gets too much just read over what you don't want to read so that you know whether whether you want to take that as a as a hint or you know as whether that's good advice or bad advice hey i don't know but that one we both really really for the most part it gave us gave us some really good insight because that one he had some amazing thoughts on, on neurodivergence because right away, the first chapter, he said, you know what, just because you're different, just because you have any of this stuff does not mean you are bad, does not mean that you're different, whatever, whatever. You have some great stuff here. He said, you know what, I go and I open up these kids' uh, like reports from school and i say i don't i don't want to see the negative things i want to highlight all the good things that these kids have because i want to show what these kids are good at and i thought this is positive because how many times do these kids not hear good things and th- that is that is just amazing cuz i mean my gosh this th- that is just something <laughs> going through going through life you just forget You just forget like how good you can actually be at, at stuff when you are, when you are afflicted with something like this. Mm -hmm. And, and both me and Eric, when we were reading this, we got so excited because we were like, yes, this can be a positive thing. You, you don't, you don't always want to look at, at how bad something is. You know, and he pointed out in this book, he pointed out and he said, a lot of people with bipolar are good at, at the arts and good at like painting and stuff. And I said, Oh my gosh, he's got my number. I'm good at painting. I can do this. And he said during this book that a main thing is is that you have to find, I believe he called it your habitat. But you have to find like your habitat, your what your, where you can live like how you what you can thrive in. And and that's the main thing and that's that's how I've done my life is you have to find your kind of your niche, your where you can work. And all that kind of stuff, and and I've learned that I cannot have certain kinds of jobs, in and all that kind of stuff because I will melt down if I am working in like I can work in a cubicle, but I better decorate that with my kinds of pictures, not have certain kinds of people bugging me. I mean, I have to have, you know, my my area. I have to, I have to make it my own, and in that that type of thing, and I think the different kind of people have to thrive in their own areas and he's learned that and he understands that and he's written that in this book and more people have to understand that because not everybody is cookie cutter mm-hmm. and and it, it is just like when you make christmas cookies or holiday cookies you know you have the elephant you have the santa <laughs> you have the reindeer you have all the different cookies and you have to You have to make things that is right for everybody who's different. Mm -hmm. So,
0: Yeah, and I liked – So, like you said at the beginning, this book was phenomenal. And I think the reason why this book was phenomenal is because he was kind of giving – At the beginning of the book, he was giving his interpretation of neurodivergent people. mm -hmm. And he was talking about his beliefs about what could be – What the world could be understanding neurodivergent people, which right. and when he was writing that, man, like everything he said resonated completely with me. I'm like, this yeah, guy is it. Was like it was like he was
1: excited at the yeah. beginning like we were, and then I don't know if he ran out of gas or what. No, no
0: I think later on in the book, he started... He, I mean, this was written by a doctor. Yeah, he and, got Or a psychiatrist and- or whatever you want to call it. And yeah, the, but like these are extremely intelligent people and they can just... Mm-hmm. The way they... A lot of times, the way they write, it just doesn't work for my brain. Mine it's too either. boring. It's... it's too dry. But, but there is so much. If you can get through, that get past that. That yeah. You know,
1: like we have doctor
0: some, intelligence. We have. Some I mean, there's some that I think
1: would be great reading it, and you know, she'd be like, oh, this is this is really interesting. And but like, can you interpret it for us then? But yeah.
0: But if you can make make it through all those things and read this book you'll learn that d- there's a lot of good information in there and he does talk about like how people can how these people like how these people can succeed in life and and about how we as a society are not even really trying to allow them to succeed so there are a lot of these people that do go on and become successful but they have to do it by themselves they have right. to step away from what everybody is telling them to do, and right. go and achieve success, whereas we as a society should be trying to make them successful. We right. should be setting up an infrastructure in society that that says we want these people in our society, and we want them to excel in our society. Right? Like, we-
1: why can't we see the value of all these different people who? Who can maybe be a little bit better at math, but a little bit worse at maybe language
0: skills in, or something my, like that? My answer to that is is because we just can't get over that thing that we see that is right. not normal. Right, which is we, just such a bummer. You know, and, and it's funny because everybody has things that are not normal. Exactly. It's just these people have things that are not normal that are really that obvious mm-hmm. to us and because of that we put them in a box and we've created systems to try and make them right. make them normal, quote yeah. unquote normal, and they're not. And w- why would we do that? Why would we right. try to make somebody that something they are not?
1: Right. I mean, now if
0: you're Jeffrey Dahmer, okay, maybe I can yeah. understand that. <laughs> yeah. But but if you're just a guy right. who's kind of socially awkward that's really good at math, I see a place in the world for that person. Right. If you're not and-
1: harming somebody, then then what? Then I I was going to say, but then what's the harm? But really, then what is the harm? Then why why can't we let you out? Why can't we let you shine? Mm-hmm. I think that that is just infuriating to me. It's just like we are not getting the best of the best because we are we are seeing what is what is so different. But we are really not seeing what's really different, the good that's different. We're seeing the quote-unquote bad that's different, but it's not really bad. It's just different. And it bothers me so bad.
0: It bothers me too, but at the same
1: time. It's normal. I guess it's normal that everybody does it. it. It's, I guess, quote-unquote normal. Yeah, It's just everybody does it because it's just so out there and so blatant. That is the first thing that everybody and it takes sees. a long it's
0: just and it's it, you can't help the fact that it's the first thing a person notices about somebody. Right. It's just something it that we a have long to long time mm-hmm. to get over that. In most, yeah. we have and most and you have slowly. to want to get you have to want to be able to accept that. Yep, which a lot of people just. They're not willing to do. Oh yeah, because oh yeah, you know they know 150 people and one person has this weird trait. Well, it's just easier to isolate that one person than accept that weird trait. Yep, you know, and that's a shame, but that's just the way it works. Yep, that's way. That's not a fault of anybody. Yeah, it's just how we are. Yep, and
1: yeah, it's hard because if you think about it, how long have we gone through our lives? And we've been friends with people of all the same type for the most part. So then, if you try to introduce this person who suddenly acts this way and this other person who suddenly acts this way, just because they're good at this or whatever, and then you're like, oh, this is really hard to get used to this. But the more you start doing it, the more used to it you are. Hmm. So you just, but you just have to start getting used to it. But you, it's, All you have to do is start it and then, then you get used to it. But, you know, it's easy for us to say it because I'm different and maybe you're different, but you know what? How many friends do I have that are really different? How many, how many times do we really let people in that are, that are just different? How many, how many times does anybody, you know, I might be, I might be one of the different people, but how many times do I let the, the really different people in? How many times do we meet the really different people, honestly? So it's really hard to, to do that. And, and I think that's the, the, the hard thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess really the other thing is that how many times do we, do we know that these people exist because they're probably so quiet about, about these things? Because at this point, we are so afraid to let these people shine. I mean, for so long, I was so afraid to to kind of come out of my shell, and now I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just gonna be who I am, and I'm not fully there yet, but I'm starting to just be like, I don't really care about mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like I'm giving up, but but I am I am just being. And me that's at a this very point.
0: good, like, from the perspective you're in, that's a very good strategy to take. From your perspective, the problem is is that. Is that you shouldn't have to take that perspective, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't, you know, people should just accept expe- accept it, accept you for who you are, and people should be, have to realize that that even though that that feels abnormal to you to me. Like maybe some of the things you do feel I mean nothing you do feels abnormal to me anymore yeah, I mean, because I'm used to you so at this used point to me. but a person re- meet meets a neurodivergent person at some point in time a lot of the things they're going to do are seem going to seem abnormal to you Oh my them. god well and I mean think about it they we, we did a be review
1: on on Eleanor Oliphant and reading it we said she's endearing but all the people from the outside in that book she was so
0: weird Right and you need, he, That's the thing is, is that when you have a person like that, we have to make, it goes both ways, you know, mm-hmm. like you have to understand that people see you as different, but on the same sense that I have to understand that you're different and accept that difference. Right. And it's the only, the only right thing to do is to try to build a world where you fit in too. Right. You know, like like it is extremely unfair that there's this huge segment of the community that feels completely on the outside because they have some personality trait or something right. that makes them isolated. Well, and that's dumb. Well, that's people, like an irresponsible society that we're creating by well, doing that. And
1: people like me have to kind of start to explain when, like, you, you, you understand who I am now. But people like me when I when I start to kind of make friends with other people, I, I need to start to slowly explain like this is who I am and this is why I am the way I am. And and then pe- then my friends will start to understand like, okay, this isn't abnormal. And I think that's where we need to 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 get to is that I need to not be afraid of who I am and other people like me need to not be afraid of who they are. And we need to kind of just if people wondered, they need to not be afraid to ask questions, and we need to not be afraid to explain and and be like, yeah, okay, this is why I am this mm. way, and and stuff like that, and and then we'll hopefully have a a open dialogue, and and then it, it won't be so so I, I don't really know the word, but it, it won't be so so segregated, I guess. So. So hopefully eventually I mean yeah it's going to be it's still going to be a while but hopefully it will be a little bit more of a of an open,
0: open it, thing. it will be more of an open but it will never be open because no, we to, to oh see the goodness, problem no. I think that happens is is that as time progresses we get better we get more open but then we discover more of the differences in people yeah and and then so, there's always something there's for the human being something. to be hung up on, basically. Yeah. So, if it's not the fact that that you have a quirky, weird personality trait because you're maybe yeah. with some level well, of then, autistic or whatever, then it's going like, to be something else. Right. And, then it's
1: going to be like, well, you get a migraine pretty much every day. Like, you get one day off. Oh, Well, that's weird. You know, it's-, it's You know, it's- So, it's just- there's going to be so much. You know, and I read in-, in Thomas Armstrong's book, like you like you alluded to earlier, you said there was that one company who's trying to to hire
0: mostly autistic
1: people. Or, I, I, or, I
0: think you're wrong on that. They're not they're trying or, they are, they are yeah they clearly they will not hire anybody then, unless they have autism. <laughs>
1: but then there's other companies that you go to, and they are still when you when you work for them, you know, you have to pretty much, if you if you're not acting like any other people or schools, if you're not acting like the people, yeah, you're you're the weird one.
0: Well, and, and that that's exactly it is. like like I'm going to use community for an example. The sh- the show community, yeah, yeah. So so there's a character for anybody oh, that Abed. has never seen community. There's oh, character Abed. He is completely He I is always- apparently apparently very um something. Very neurodivergent. I just, we won't make any speculations on I'm not diagnosing say, Abed, but...
1: I, I just have to say, whenever we get to the end of Community, I always get sad because I'm like, oh, I miss Abed. <laughs>
0: so. But, so, the character Abed in the show is clearly some sort of neurodivergent. And if you watch him, now just imagine him going into a job interview.
1: Oh, I I yeah. No, but
0: half the people aren't even gonna take him seriously just because he is. He's awkward. He's awkward yeah. and he's he's hilarious in the show. I love know, him. But Well he's endearing but, to me. Yeah, I He's I an endearing love character, him. but if you saw that in reality and you saw him walk in and want a job at your company and you were the one responsible for hiring him, unfortunately, you just wouldn't hire him because he's just awkward. Because
1: I think he's he seems like a good worker to me. I mean, he seems
0: – Yeah, but, but you yeah. can't get that from – an all you see from an interview – is how awkward he is.
1: Right. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, a lot the, of the first episode you see of a Community, you do not think Abed is just the most endearing well, character in right the world. Away,
1: right away, Jeff's like, and by the way, you have asked. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what he says. But yeah, it's...
0: But you spend enough time with him, and you get... You actually like all his oh, weird yeah. quirks. Yeah,
1: and he's like, the one episode, he's like, by the way, I'm no, I'm not Batman, but you could try being less of a dick. <laughs> yeah. So, you know?
0: it's like It's like, well, there you go. He's... He's smart. He's just, but but yeah, I, and it's but but that that's the challenge that you have is is that getting an interview, you walk in and, and they're all like, they're gonna see right, is and that like, socially awkwardness. And they're like,
1: is he together or is he not together? And that's that's right there. They're like, does he think he's Batman or does he think
0: he's so right right there? He's and and this business owner is clearly – this business owner that's hiring autistic computer programmers, he clearly has well, realized that there's an advantage to this. Well, and, but and it's very reason, hard for anybody in society – like it takes a very special person to make that connection.
1: The reason this this gentleman says that he wants to hire these people is because he said the, the employees that he's hiring, he said they come in, they get the work done. They are very good workers, very smart workers. And they they do not care about socializing. They they don't understand why people come in and socialize. They're there to work. And because a lot of a lot of sort of, I guess, you neurotypical people, they come in, they're like, oh hey Sally, how was your week? And oh my gosh. Whereas the neurodivergent people, they come in, they're like, I just am here to work. You're paying me to work. And so they go, come in, work, do the work, damn fine, and then they go home. And, and then the next day they come in,
0: work, do the work, go home. And I think they he also even mentioned in in that book that they're just like razor focused. So once yeah, they ex- get into exactly. a problem, right. they just are f- completely in the zone on that problem, and, and that's why. And, And if for anybody, if anybody out there knows anything about computer programming,
1: that's that's exactly
0: the person you want to have because there is going to be. I've seen you computer program before and I. When you write a computer program, you're going to get stuck on all the time. You get stuck on one little problem Mm -hmm. and that problem might take you three hours to figure out. (laughs) Right. So, so. The fact that you can be radar, like razor, razor focused on that problem and just devote everything to that problem, right. that is exactly what you want from a computer program. I could picture somebody else going
1: and having a coffee down in the breaker and being like, I just don't even know what I'm doing. And granted, that could help them figure out the problem by talking to somebody else. But who knows? Maybe the, the neurodivergent people would talk to somebody else and be like, "Ooh, I got it in two minutes. Or, But there's... There is a difference between having somebody who is razor focused and then having somebody who wants to chat for for two hours. And because there is a difference, you know, I I will do the the chatting, but I I will say that that I as a borderline, I really do not like the the sort of surface level conversations. I'm just like, dude give me deep conversation or nothing mm-hmm. so yeah I get it man
0: yeah and it's and when you look at that prototype it's like it's like th- these people are the perfect computer programmers yep but why why are we not like right encouraging that and see like, that's like, that's
1: where he says you know you need the people who put them in their their perfect niche and and that's that's an example that's the perfect niche.
0: And I do remember. I cannot remember, but there was uh, I feel like there. He was talking about a woman, and she was some sort of CEO of a company. But I, I, I can't really go into it because I don't remember the example enough. But there is a ton of examples of people yeah, having success. With- I do
1: know that there were some people who were really good at numbers, who might not have, like they might have been dyslexic, who were really good at numbers and stuff like that. And I do have an uh, an example. There, one of my favorite examples. That I that I have was so I have one right here that's that's highlighted, and uh, so this is this is about an ADD kid, and this is Matthew Kutz. I I might be pronouncing it wrong. He's a 13 year old student with ADD, and he puts it with what with he- ADD. Sorry, yeah, okay. I pronounced that really weird. And he says being ADD means you see things other people miss. When you see a peach, you see a piece of fruit. I see the color, the texture, and the field where it grew. So and that's one of my favorites because I kind of see things like that. Like I see, when I see it, I see like, The colors that I would paint it with. I see the textures. I see like, like when we were looking at the tree the other night, do you remember that? I was like, ooh, can you imagine all the civilizations that might be on that? And I'm like, ooh, the colors that I would paint that with. I mean, so like, like, I think like, we all see things differently. But like being, being bipolar and artist, being like all the different things that I am, I see things I think just so differently than so many other people see things and i think that's such a gift and i also have on here like a huge thing highlighted about we have the um like i know this is one of your favorites too that there's the the um adhd people in um let's see where is this uh i don't have i don't know where this is but it's an island oh the pulwat people in the south sea islands and they navigate yeah they use the water and uh, and the different lands and it's just so cool because they they just remember they can navigate with just the different the different textures of the land and all that and i just think that's so cool because they don't they don't see it as a negativity thing they they're like oh you're so cool we we just want you to to be our our high people in our in our land and i'm like that is so freaking cool like like you you like your ADHD people like you don't you don't see it as a negative thing and whereas a lot of people here are like you're ADHD like a lot of people here are like we gotta hide it I don't I don't want to put that on my on my resume or anything like that yeah
0: and in in that society and they talk about multiple societies yeah. where, where these people are revered yeah because they're like, different and they have like, abilities oh. that nobody else has which when you think about it if a person can do something that nobody else does. Right? Isn't that like a? Isn't that like a? Wow that that's really special it, that's that that person can do it. But somehow in our society we've created them and we've been like, well they act weird. So ooh. right, like, and that doesn't make any sense. That's what I figure. And and the fact that we again I I I get tripped up on this. The fact that we're building a society where we are trying to. to Box these people up and figure out ways to turn them into a person, a quote-unquote normal person. Right. That just... And again... That is just a crying shame to me. And
1: again, it's like, but what is normal? Just because I'm not what you expected, just because, you know, there's eight people over here and six people over here, well, that's not the majority, but that's that doesn't mean that's normal, it's right. just not the majority, maybe. It's, it's.
0: And you just know, if you're one of those people that is quote unquote normal, think about what it would feel like for you if everybody in society ignored what was special about you right. and just focused on your weakest point. How right. would that make you feel? Right. What and how demoralizing color- is that? Yeah. You know? And. And, and that's what we are doing to these people every day. That's, and it's not, it's not just like, it's the way our society is built is to put these people down.
1: Right. You know, And, and, and like, I figure that because I am bipolar, I have been able to help people multiple times. And sure, my bipolar is hard to deal with, but then I thought, you know, because of this, I, I know that I've been able to help people. So I don't know that I would want it taken away, or maybe I would want it taken away at this point because I, (laughs) because I know what it's like, but I, I know that it's, it's a blessing because of what I've been able to do with it. So I, I think it's a great thing that I've had this yet. I, so I need to look at the good that I've, I've done with it. So I can't look at it as, as a negativity. Let's look at the positive that I've gotten from it. So we can't look at it at, at the bad point. So we can't say, Hey, we're, we're, we're in the bad camp. We're, so I am, I am not nor, I'm not the not normal. I am neurodivergent instead of, you know, so, so no, I'm not, I'm not bad. I'm, I'm looking at the good part of it. I, and I have before this. So, I can't, I can't let people, you know, toss me down because of it.
0: And, and one of the interesting things you just said there is, is that your heart, you're difficult to deal with. And being that I think nobody probably in the world has, well, maybe your parents have more experience with dealing with you than I do.
1: Uh, Not at this point.
0: I would tell you that, that you'd be shocked that I personally believe that you're not any more difficult to deal with than like... Any relationship you could be in, because every relationship has tor- turmoils. Right, Your turmoils are just are just more obvious to people than other people, right? You know, like like probably if we get into a fight, which we don't really like, get yeah, into a really fight weird. very often, but which but if we were to get a fight, because everybody be... would know why the fight started. It right. would be blatantly obvious. Whereas if you see a lot of other people get into fights, it's, it'd be like whoa what just happened <laughs> you know you know what i mean yeah. so oh yeah so like in and, and i'll be honest with you i've had people come up to me and say i don't know how you deal with the fact that tracy does this or that and i and i usually try to tell them like well there's something that your spouse does that drives you nuts oh, too. yeah how do you deal with it i just deal with it the same way it just happens to be that maybe there's things you do that everybody can see. Whereas in other relationships, those things, those stickler things that people have to deal with, that they just get over it eventually, are just less apparent. Right. And and again, this goes back to the fact that you're just different in obvious ways. Yeah. Which, why are we isolating and ostracizing people that are just different in obvious ways? When everybody's different. That is it's just, true. It just doesn't make sense. That's true.
1: I kind of like how you point that out. You know, and if we're being honest, I probably annoy myself more than, you know, I have to deal with me well, just you know, every, as much.
0: Everybody, and everybody everybody's does. hardest critic is themselves. That is so.
1: true. Hey, you know, we've talked about that with my painting and everything. Mm. So, yeah, that is that is absolutely true. So, so Yeah. Well, do you have anything else that you want to add to this? Because I think I've warmed. I feel my like notes. I've
0: ranted on about this whole thing way, way, way too much. So, for some reason, this one gets me going. No, it gets I just- it gets
1: me too, and that's why that's why I I know it took a long time to get to this, but I just wanted to. It was just really hard for me to get the notes straight, and you know, it's because again, like we said, it it gets me because it. We, you know, I don't want to be called not normal, man. I just don't want to be. I'm I mean, normal-ish.
0: I, I would say we, we, we. I did look up that book. the The second book was just yes. called Neurodiversity. It does have a subtitle, but I, it's okay. just Neurodiversity. But I would definitely. I'm going to tell everybody. I would definitely read Neurodiversity. Just understand that it, it yeah. is going to be, you know, if you struggle like I struggle with doctor st- doctor talk, mm-hmm. you know, just like. Overly big words <laughs> that just to me seem unnecessary to use, but that they're just that intelligent that that's how they talk. Yeah, it just might know take that you. that's going to be the ch- a challenge. And I wouldn't even the divergent you know, mind. I'm I'm kind of on the fence about. Like I thought, yeah, I, it had a lot of good content, but but I just I don't need you know. Out of a hundred and fifty-page book, I don't need thirty pages ripping on men. Yeah. So I'm I, so,
1: I would start with, uh, with, with neurodiversity by, shoot, what was it again? By Thomas Armstrong. Yeah, and I would start I, with that one, and then
0: if you still need more, I mean, hopefully we'll come back at some point. Maybe I'll. I, I mean, I I apologize to everybody, but my b- pile of books to read is huge, so it's going to be a while. But I, I would too. like to get some neurodiver some more books I and would maybe too. we'll touch back on it because I do not feel like we nailed I don't a, per- a perfect book for it yet, but I, and I believe that book exists. yeah and I think that we should that should be one of our missions out there yeah. to find this book.
1: Yep. All right guys. well, if you have anything that you would like to say, whether it is a comment, a question or just a hey, What's up guys? Send us an email at stigmas and open at gmail.com. And if you have anything else that you would just like to to see, we're at Instagram and and Facebook. And we have a uh, we have we have a website, it's stigmasandopenwounds.com, and you can also see our our sister podcast where we have book reviews and that is SAO Book Sounds, and that. And that that is also at that website, and and we'll be back in two weeks, right? And Eric?
0: just so everybody knows, the two books that we did talk about today. Oh yes, we. we I have. I, I don't have. They come out yet.
1: I don't even know, man. We are, were we're so ahead on that. But if they didn't, I think. I don't think they have, but they're going to really soon.
0: But either way, they are recorded in that they are coming out. So if one of these books intrigues you, you can get more of a deep dive into the book yeah. by subscribing to that podcast and, and uh,
1: yeah, I think, listening
0: to our full review of the and books.
1: And I think one of them is going to come out really soon. And then the next one is a little bit later because it took me a while to to read them because they
0: are deep books yes and and in fact you know now that we talked about this i decided uh, because i'm i'm on the quest to find new new podcasts now and i think one of the podcasts i need to do is i need to find a book review podcast of that i can listen to because i i think book review podcasts are great it is
1: fun doing a book review podcast i'm not gonna lie
0: it is because i think i think it makes the book that much better
1: it does. It does. You kind of start to remember why you liked that book.
0: Yeah, it just reminds you of all the great things that were in a book. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a cool thing. So, yeah. so so give our give our podcast a listen, guys. Yeah. So, but we are really going to sign off now.
1: Yeah, it's true. And we'll be
0: I'm... back in two weeks.
1: <laughs> See you guys. And
0: hopefully, it won't last this long. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, guys. Later. <laughs>